Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my my favorite co-host, Chen. Chen, how are you doing? It's Prediction Thursday once again. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. You know, <laughs> these uh, Prediction Thursdays are usually just predictions, and usually Thursday Night Football, for the most part this year, has been a crapshoot. But uh, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, Packers are at home tonight. I would can say with a lot of fans and even probably NFL analysts that this might make or break their playoff run. Like if they lose this game, they have to go into Philly next week. I mean, we're kind of looking at eight losses at that point, logistically, which at nine and eight, you know, if you're in a crap division, you might win it. But in terms of securing a wild card, well, I'll say what year, you want about Philly, but they have been proven to be beatable and their weakness is the rushing defense. Which, yeah, we will actually – we can pan right into because obviously the Packers-Titans matchup tonight is, you know, looking to next week. We do have one game to uh, tail back on. We kind of touched on the 49ers-Chargers on our Monday podcast, which is usually Sunday, just unforeseen circumstances. But, yeah, Eagles' first loss, what are we thinking? You said the takeaway, which I agree with, is their run defense. And a lot of that is, I'm not going to say Philly is a bunch of, like, front runners. Like, I still think Jalen Hurts is very good. I don't think that was Well, I believe on him. this was their first time being down in the second half all year. Right. So, yeah, they had to get away from what they knew. And in hindsight, like, the commanders, I'm sorry, were, like, one of the worst rushing teams ever like not ever but this season you didn't know who's getting the ball between Brian Robinson Antonio Gibson JD Kizik and half the time Wentz was throwing the ball 50 times a game and it seems like because they went to Heineke all of a sudden they're trying to establish that run more which is great I mean we've talked about this a lot on the show how the NFL is kind of panning back to that philosophy well even if not panning back but it's proven to be successful especially this year so from the commander's aspect uh i believe actually in a really weird stat but the afc east and nfc east currently all the teams are in the playoff picture besides the commanders but i believe the commanders are at five and five so like they're i don't know why the commanders shouldn't be considered in the playoff picture they play the texans this week well, no, I'm just saying, like, times. like the standings, the way they fall. Like, okay. Yeah, next week, okay. sure, you know. Uh, but, to, like, if you look at the standings right now, the entire AFC East is in. And then the <laughs> NFC East, that won't the last. commanders are not currently in. But, yeah, no, and, you know, it is it is what it is in terms of, like, yeah, the Patriots, are they going to last? We'll see. The commanders, are they going to last? I don't think so. But overall, for them, I mean, to don't knock off Taylor money. Yeah, they knocked off the undefeated Eagles. So there's not a whole lot I can knock them for at the moment. My, my biggest takeaway from Monday night is um, that I need to trust my gut because if you guys go check the receipts, <laughs> I was so close to picking the Commanders. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I still got it wrong. I picked the Eagles, played it safe, but uh, yeah, that was my takeaway. Trust in Heineke. That dude, I, I mean, he's one of the clutchest quarterbacks I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I really don't know. Okay, that's a bit strong. He, but it's not even that. It's not, I'm not saying it's all him. It's just like 
it just continually happens where he just finds ways to like either just be in games he shouldn't be or just like do things he shouldn't do. Like he's the definition of that meme, like screw it. McLaurin's out there somewhere. He's the definition of that. And it works. I, I don't know how else to like, like if, if, if they were going in to play the eight, no Eagles yet again. Right. And I can pick any team in the league to be the team to knock them off. And I said this, I was like, it's going to be Heineke. Like, just watch. It's a division matchup. Like, it, it, he just it just follows him around. I don't know. Like, obviously, he's not John Elway. He's not Tom Brady. Like, in terms well, of – The Brett clutch, Favre comparison. Yeah, like you – know, Well, actually, Brett Favre is more apropos with the play style. But – For sure. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, like, the statement, I'm saying, like, clutch quarterback. Like, uh, no, I'm not saying that. But, like, just in terms of, like, watching a guy who, like – has no business being a starting quarterback, which actually I would say he does at this point. I'll say yeah, and has no business like game-winning drives, doing like taking a knee eight yards behind the line of scrimmage, just like oh I got to keep the clock running, and then he gets a he gets a lucky penalty, but like he, he's just like I, I don't know what the word is, but like he's so it's not luck either because it keeps happening. So there's something there that's like, I don't know. Here's my assessment on Heineke, right? Favre, when he played in 92, and this is why the comparison people keep making it. You hear the, you know, the clips and sound bites from like Mike Holmgren when he was there. He didn't know like literally what a defense was. In today's NFL, it doesn't matter who you are. It, whether you can read it or not, you're aware of what the defense is, you know, <laughs> I out think in I front know of where you. you're headed with this, but yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's a more uh, efficient Favre because that's not accurate. But in the same sense, like if he throws like two early picks, it's not going to deter him from making that deep shot downfield. And it's calculated risks. Kind of what I brought up, you know, in our last episode with Geno Smith. Like, he's making these good throws and his completion percentage is high. Taylor Heineke isn't on that level this year, but he's also in that respect that you don't throw him on the field and you know what you're getting, I think is the biggest thing. He's probably the most unpredictable quarterback in the NFL because he could dump it off. And All right, I have, I have a question. Down I, have, I have a question. Then. Uh, let's travel back in time 30 years, okay, to, to, to stay with the farm analogy, right? My sure, question yeah. is this, has the floor of a starting quarterback in the NFL risen that much? Like, if we were to place Heineke in 1992, when Favre burst onto the scene with the Packers, his first year with the Packers, okay, put him on any team, is he, like, in all, like comparative to Favre? In high, like, if we were to just, like, drop him, go back, drop him, hop in the time machine, come back to 2022, we watch sure. his whole career. Like, is he comparative to what Favre was able to accomplish then? Like, and my, okay, my my just quick easy answer to that is no. I mean, it's Brett Favre. He threw for over four hundred some passes. Well, okay, I understand the longevity. The talking about the longevity is obviously like another question. Like, it helps. Okay. It helps. But I'm but just saying, like, time. has the floor risen that much that, like, if we really went back, would he be like a top? 12 quarterback in 1992 i i don't think that's out of the picture no i was actually thinking he'd probably be in that top half of qbs ultimately due to the fact that anytime he gets the ball in his hands and is going to throw it 
at that time, I think the windows might have been a little bit bigger for some of the better receivers. I mean, we've seen that's third. It's crazy as it sounds, but we're in the 2022 2023 season. That's far got, yeah, drafted 91. So, like, that is a completely different time, completely different era, play style, and all. Yes, I, I would concur that Heineke, <laughs> he wouldn't be, you know, in this conversation. People are still asking, should Wentz get his job back when he comes back? No. I think Wentz honestly might get a shot with somebody else next year, given the quarterbacks. I think we'll he. So here's here's my thing with Wentz. Um, he should get another shot. Like I, I think he gets. Right. I'm on both sides of the coin, right? When it comes to the Commanders right now, like there's no reason why he should get back in the starting role. They there's no incentive to. No, no, they are winning games with Taylor Heineke. On the other side of the coin. Carson Wentz is not as bad as people make it out to be. So, like, I find myself in this weird, like, he is, like, a the best B-tier quarterback in the league. Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense because the thing about on this perspective, Goff, who's in the same class, I feel like Goff, like, doesn't get talked about enough. People don't talk about Detroit maybe potentially going for a QB this year. And Wentz, it feels like, is on a new team every season – but the reason being is each team is like seeing, oh, this guy like has something. Like the yeah. commanders didn't go and trade for the guy because there was nothing there. Well, the they reality didn't go out is, and is trade the, the, you know, Colts the Colts didn't do it either. The Colts should have never gotten rid of him. That's the reality. Oh, yeah. Frank Reich would still have a job if that was the That's case. yes, I would agree with that. But I, I don't know where he could go next year. I, I really don't. Um, but it'll be somewhere because he's he's better than a large portion of the starting quarterbacks right now. He just comes with this like media baggage that like is so unforgiving. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, Which is I bizarre. I don't know if it's because guy's... he started in Philly. I don't know if it's that. It could be that. It could be like just but... Philly, Philly fans being Philly fans, but I, I really like, I, I don't, I don't get why he gets the hate he does. Right. And I don't want to hold on the commanders too long, but do do you at least think it's bizarre that not only when we're, I mean, the commanders were throwing the ball, like you can go back and check the receipts, like 10 to 15, sometimes 20 times a game more with Carson Wentz. And he statistically was fine in the start. Oh yeah. Through the the first NFL. Yeah. He was the leader through the first couple of months. But we're both agreeing, and we're not, I don't think either of us are wrong because ultimately the commanders are winning games because they're going with Heineke, and they're well, like, yeah, we should run the said, ball a bit we've more. We've said this like a Their game plan times. is just better. doesn't matter who you have in today's NFL. You can go back and get away with it. But if you're going to throw the ball 50 times, you are not going to win a lot of games, right? Like, no. you go back 10 years, yeah, you could, you could win a lot of games. Right? Like, teams were – Because it was different at the time. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it was different. Now – that doesn't fly, and you're seeing the commitment to the run game, like you're saying with the Commanders, and you're seeing the on-field results because they have a decent backfield. <laughs> they have a terrible O line. They do. Gibson is not as bad as people make him out to be. I don't think he's great, but no, he and Robinson is very up and coming, promising rookie. I mean, shoot, what would he look like if he didn't get shot in the leg? <laughs> no, it's a very like, it's, yeah, it's a crazy story, but. That's like what it kind of boils down to. And then you got J.D. McKissick, who's basically a slot receiver. Like, they should have really no issues doing a running back by committee with that lineup. It's just they didn't decide to utilize it until Heineke got in the lineup, which 
again, I will not know unless I'm inside, you know, an NFL front office and whatnot. But ultimately, I think we both can agree that Carson Wentz deserves a shot. I don't know where it's going to be. We're going to have to see how this quarterback picture kind of lays out after the draft. And there's some unrestricted guys going like Tampa Bay. I know Tom Brady's an unrestricted free agent after the season. Are they going to be due for somebody if it's, you know, not Jimmy G or whole lot of things that can go on there. But uh, ultimately, cats off the commanders. Now we have to worry about the Eagles going undefeated. Maybe this is a skid for the Eagles, but I mean, if we're being honest, that it was it was time. Like they were oh, gonna yeah. lose game at some point. I'm really not concerned. The uh, I mean they, they took advantage, they and even the Eagles went out and signed two big guys up front to like yeah. immediately like we know this is like the year we should try and get something done. Let's go get Linval and Dinamic and Sue to sure up the you know run game. And I have a question. Make it harder to run the ball. Yeah. I have a question about the NFC East. I think it's very likely that the Eagles and the Giants are in the playoffs at this point, right? That it's almost guaranteed. Mathematically, we're getting to a pretty low percentage chance that they don't make it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I think it's likely that a third member is going to make the playoffs from the NFC East, the way things are shaking out right now. I think that third member is going to be the Commanders and not the Cowboys. That would be hilarious. And here's why. Specifically because of the win against the Packers. I think that regardless of how this shakes out, the Packers are going to be in the hunt. And if there's a tie, mm. the Packers are going to go above the Cowboys because they've won the Cow- they beat the Cowboys. And not and above commanders the Commanders. The Packers. And I think that the Cowboys might fall off the face of the planet last week that's they just seem to have a tendency to do that if they'll start hot and then lose three out of four and it'll be like well, it's, it's they were six and two what happened they're six and five and it's just like all oh, right so well they got the vikings this week too yeah and like they're that's... favored on the road what that's some free yeah. money but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just, I'm just going to go on the record. It's not, I I phrased, I said I had a question. I think I'm just going to change it to a statement. I think that the Cowboys are out and the Commons are in. And yeah, I'd have to, I'm not going to give my, my quick answer to that is we'll see. Because here's why I'm still, here's why too. The Commies this week play the Texans and the Cowboys play the Vikings. The Cowboys are going to go loss, loss, in my opinion. And the Commanders are going to go big win, followed up with another win. We'll see from there, obviously. But just like that, they're tired. Mm. Yeah, this could be one of those classic scenarios of the Cowboys are down to the wire to get a playoff spot in the last week, which happened, I feel like, every year with Romo. We'll see if that does any different. But uh, from my knowledge, I mean, I said this a couple days ago, He's a more mobile, overrated Kirk Cousins. Well, that's what Amari Cooper said. And, yeah, I mean, (laughs) we'll see it, you know, down the stretch here. But, uh, hey, if Kirk Cousins gets in and Dak is out with a team with – I'm sorry, that's they got two starting caliber running backs. They got plenty of weapons on – Schultz is a fine tight end. But having C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, like, and that defense, which the Cowboys in like the past recent history hasn't been great. 
Now they got a solid defense. There's not a whole lot of excuses that I can think of of why they shouldn't be making the playoffs. But we yeah. saw the recklessness of Dak last week. We'll see if it continues. But ultimately, no, I, I think it's worth watching. It is. It's not an absurd statement to be like, oh, the commies are going to outplay and get that spot over the Cowboys. I could see it. Yeah. We'll just have to see it happen. Yeah. All right. So you pose we'll, – we'll pivot now. You pose the question – what surprise teams have the best chance of making a Super Bowl run this year? Yeah. So basically, who's this year's Bengals? Because that's one of the biggest surprise Super Bowl runs I've seen in a while. Essentially. Um, who would you, I, I'll ask you this. Who would you classify as a surprise team? Essentially, teams that were just completely off the radar that we can consensus agree on. And Three that come right away is both the teams out of New York, Jets and Giants. The Seahawks are a part of that. Dolphins, I, listen, depending on who you ask, you know, it, it's a conversation. I know I was pretty sold like, yeah, Bills, AFCs, no question. I think you can throw them in there and that would be like our easy out to be like, yeah, this is like the Bengals of last year. So this, we can this, throw them in there. You did but, say a team that I have to agree with. This year has... And I know he's not playing anymore, but it has Eli Manning Super Bowl run written all over it. And then now it's instead of like and now running. instead of Eli Manning, it's Daniel Jones. Like it just That's is a fair. Giants like hmm. When the the Giants pick one year every six to seven to be really <laughs> good the whole year, go win a Super Bowl, and then just disappear for the next five to seven years. Yeah. No, this feels that like is that. historically backed. That is like <laughs> completely just what their franchise has done. Um, and there's really no reason for me to argue with that because they're stingy on defense. They got Saquon Barkley. We know the recipe for success in the playoffs is just having a steady team. The only concerning thing, which again kind of just carries over in the Jets, they have the same exact concerns. If you can't throw the ball, I understand if it's not your centerpiece or your, you know, point of emphasis, that's fine. But like, I believe the Giants are ranked like the bottom two or three teams in passing. This oh, game. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, we're Which talking about is, surprises here, right? Yeah, all right, and it's a surprise. And I do not they think should be this will fine. Happen. I do not. No, think no, we we're just trying to make the case. I mean, and, could you make the case that the Bucks would be a surprise football team? Going into the season, no. I mean, unless we're really out so, we're on looking them, at I'm, this from a preseason perspective. Yeah, because we both have them. That I think the number right. one candidate has to be Seattle. Yeah, and I, ultimately, I, that is just going to be based on a defense that's been overperforming. Are they still going to hold strong in the playoffs? I think, barring injury, they actually will be okay. It's just a matter of. Is Geno Smith going to keep making the correct decision? Which again, I have no oh, he will. reason to believe he won't. Like he he's, will. he's been fine. He's, um, another question, and not to move on so quick, but is Minnesota no. in this conversation? I mean, I know we talked about him a lot. I, you could, I even you could maybe even make more of a case for Philly. In my opinion, I don't think people thought they were going to run yeah. the Super Bowl this year. Like, as crazy as that sounds. I don't think they're going to go um, to the Super Bowl this year. But. Right, yeah. As it, it, weird as it 
kind of just seems like the Eagles and Seahawks almost kind of feel like in the same boat because I feel like the Seahawks at home with a veteran quarterback in terms like Jalen Hurts, who is literally one game of playoff experience in the NFL. Interesting. It, it makes yeah. it interesting. I feel like if the Seahawks are really like they get to stay, the at Seahawks home, won't get that matchup at home. Though. That's the thing. Depend, we'll, we'll see like how the standings. Well, out. unless the Eagles start you just know? dropping games, but but even then, let's say Seattle gets number two. The only way they'd see the Eagles is in the conference championship. And I'm under the impression if the Eagles run into like a Brady, I mean we'll see Rogers in uh, Philly next week. But we'll see. You know, I mean, it's that's what I mean. We're we're making these first surprise teams. Yeah. Um, because one other name, I mean, the AFC, I don't see much in the AFC. One the, other name the I over to, there makes sense. I need to throw out there is is Baltimore. All right, I'm just gonna throw it out there. It's just Surprise. they're kind of they're, they're the same. Well, I, I mean, Mark Jackson is as your division no winner. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, well, because I had the Bengals there in that division. Well, I think that, I knew I mean, that, that classified. But what I'm saying is, I, mean, I would classify them. In the AFC, if they were in the NFC, no, they wouldn't be a surprise. But in the AFC, I think it'd be a surprise to see the Ravens. I think the home. Jets would be the biggest surprise. And I think it's oh, I'm not saying the could... Ravens are the biggest surprise. <laughs> yes, yeah, the no, Jets, yeah, the Jets would be the biggest surprise. That will not happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, and if the Ravens do get into the Super Bowl, I would agree with you. I would be surprised. But in terms, I guess my question was like of the surprise teams, like. We didn't see the Seahawks having anything close to a winning record. Same with the Jets, yeah, that's Giants. That's you know, it's like, are these teams, do they have any realistic outsider shot of going there? Seattle things fall in their favor in it. But I, I think just this conversation, I mean, we're getting to this idea that a lot of things have to go these teams away. There's no way they just get there based on their talent or coaching or whatnot. But it's just too yeah. early. It's way too early. Maybe next year one of these teams rises and continues to build on what they've established. But, uh, yeah, not too high on any of these teams actually making a run. If I had to choose a team that out of, like, the biggest surprises, I think has the most realistic shot at Seattle. But they need a lot of things to go their way. That's yeah, just my take I, on it. I would agree. I would agree. But, yeah. No, it was a little just uh, – quick exercise because i i thought there's a lot of like teams that not only they're like surprised like doing okay like they have solid records and so we'll see yeah. if any of that kind of carries over but yeah all right do we want to pivot to fantasy friends again mm-hmm. all right <laughs> we can mm-hmm. recap last week <laughs> yeah brutal um, beat what a uh what a game man what 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 a uh, what a sequence of events. So it all came down to Monday night. Um, you had Hertz, Goddard, and I had Brown, and you needed to make up thirty points, and uh, you made up twenty nine. <laughs> um, AJ Brown put up one catch for seven yards. I won by one point oh eight points. So one twenty eight to one twenty seven, um, or one twenty eight point seven eight to one twenty seven point seven. Quite the narrow margin of victory doesn't really obviously mean much for the season-long points race, but uh, the recap of the guys we picked, uh, I had Fields go for 40, McCaffrey, ETN, 
Hill, Diggs had 24, Hawkinson. Brown was a bust. Gano and the Falcons defense put up one point for me. Um, so really it was I was carried by Justin Fields. And you had solid performances from Jalen Hurts with 21. Barkley had 23. Uh, you did miss out. Cooper Cup was probably the difference. It went down with two catches for nine yards. Uh, mm. Then your big performer was Justin Jefferson. He put up 35 in, in the greatest game ever played. Uh, and then Nick Chubb with a solid 15 in your flex. Over just just not quite enough, I guess, would be the phrase I'd use. So yeah, point away. That's yeah, it goes. Yeah. That, that's fantasy football. But uh, as for the season long race, what the? I think you're. Uh, I'm four and three for the record. Total points. I don't know the exact number. Obviously, it's a bigger one, but. Um... Hmm. Um, yeah, I am three and four. That's weird. The spreadsheet's not working right for some reason. That's unfortunate. But that's um, all right. I mean, we know the, I think we'll leave the total still for me. I think that's around like 30 to 40 points total. On my yeah, mind. it would be about 40 points back. Let me see if I can quick fix this. Uh, okay, that should have done it. And it did. That was easy. All right. So I'm Fantastic. three and f- I am three and four. You are four and three. I have uh, 1,040 points on the year, and you have 1,009. So we're okay. Right on, right on beat almost. Um, and so that takes us to this week. So as I named the guys that weren't available, but as the loser, you do get the first pick this week. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see where you take this. Oh, yeah, and I'm just going to take it right out of the gate because I know this week is a stronger uh, week for tight ends in terms of availability. And uh, quite frankly, I don't trust Mark Andrews for nothing. Even if he, you know, if he plays this week and he goes off, I don't care. Every time I pick him, he gets three points. So Travis Kelsey is the guy that's been most reliable. And, I uh, figured you'd go there. Yeah, I'm hoping that he can just kind of give me some uh, – Three points to at least close the gap. That's uh, yeah, that solid pick. <laughs> um, so I, there's not a lot I like this week, like at any position. There's nothing that like leaps off the page to me as like, no, oh, right. that is a marquee matchup. Other than Travis Kelsey, but uh, and with guys that are available as well. So with that being said, I, I think I'm just gonna go for consistency this week. And uh, first pick, I'm going to go running back. I, I think that's the scarcer position, at least. So I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. Just, just mm. you know, going for consistency. Yeah, Jacobs. I mean, is probably the only consistent thing out in Las Vegas right now. Um, even Derek Carr, as much as I think at one point he's old, underrated. Um, he's actually had that great of a year. I'm going to actually stick in the running back category as well, but I'm just going to go Joe Mixon. And my really just staple to that is, one, the Bengals don't have Jamar Chase. Like, that's naturally they're going to need to run the ball more. And, two, they also play in Cincinnati, Ohio. And even if they are on the road this week, it's getting to that point where snow is falling like it is outside my window right now. (laughs) <laughs> and running backs are just going to be more valuable. So 
going to run with Joe, and hopefully he doesn't burn me. Hopefully we can get a Panthers performance. Solid, solid, solid pick. He was on my list. Um, in the name of consistency um, and, and decent matchups, uh, this is what I believe to be the best wide receiver matchup we have. Uh, C.D. Lamb is going up against the 30th-ranked Minnesota secondary, so um, – I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. He's not – he's the wide receiver eight, so he does, he's better than I thought he was with Dak Prescott. Um, but – Yeah, he's really consistent, um, actually. Uh, in the name of consistency, yeah, I think he's the best wide out available this week. So, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. No, I actually – I'm going to stay in that same game uh, just due to the fact – I believe Justin Jefferson is questionable this week. Um, ultimately, Dalvin Cook, I feel like, is due – so I'm hoping Joe Mixon can just get me my baseline and Dalvin Cook maybe has a multi-touchdown game. I mean, do he scored like 25 last week. Yeah, but I'm saying no, it's Joe Mixon has can yeah. form it. Maybe like a 30-35 bomb here. Would not mind it. That's for sure. Solid pick. Um, I'm going to stick in the name of consistency since you're locked out at running back. Um this draft is going according to plan right now. I'm getting all the guys that I wanted, so I'm pretty happy. Um, I did not, you know, whatever. Getting off topic. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been extremely consistent, and uh, he's just got a mediocre matchup. He's playing San Francisco. They're 15th ranked against receivers, middle of the pack. Um, they're getting to the point where they're going to have to start throwing the ball a lot. I know Marquise Brown is due to come back soon, but I still like Hopkins. I don't think he's the number one anyway, so. Hopkins it is. Yeah, and uh, as much as this pick is going to pain me, but ultimately it just makes the most sense. One, to starve you out from running back. But two, it is just what I wanted for my flex play. And as much as it pains me to say it, uh, Derrick Henry is going to be a great flex play. He's got a great floor. And the Packers yeah. front defense is just bad. Like, there's really no way around it. I don't think DeAndre Devondre Campbell's active this night. Even if he is, I just don't have a whole lot of faith. I mean, we got like 26th, 27th ranked run defense this year. So, yeah, we can still pull off the win. It's like high scoring and whatnot. But in terms of Derrick Henry numbers, he should be just fine. Interesting. All right, I'm faced with a dilemma because I, I don't need a tight end here. And the guy I want at flex, you're not going to take. Um, and I don't need to take a running back because you were locked out. Um, and I do, I do want to mention I, I don't like running backs. And I'm only taking one running back on a Thursday night. That was Miles Sanders, and he was mediocre. I think he got me like 13 points, and he scored on the first drive, so I was pretty upset he didn't do more. <laughs> but um, I guess I guess I'm going to pivot to quarterback here and try and take best available. Um, and I'm torn between two guys. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to double check that he's available. Yeah, he was. We have he's available. Yeah. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm tempted to go Allen because the game just got moved to Detroit and they're not playing in a blizzard. Um, yeah. But with the elbow stuff, and you could take Josh Allen. I figured you would anyways. That's why I said that. So uh, with the with the elbow stuff, I'm just going to play it safe and go Mahomes. Um, he's Sunday night, so he's you know he's in prime time. He's going to play better, and I think he's going to shoot out with Justin Herbert because those games are always fun. So 
That's why I'm going Mahomes. I think he's going to be more points scored in that game. Fair take. Um, I'm actually not going to go Josh Allen here. And Interesting. I'm actually not going to go to Pitt. Just because I don't like the uh, elbow stuff. And honestly, I feel like I've been getting burned a lot by, like, yeah, Josh Allen is a running quarterback this year. But, like, there's quarterbacks who have ran more. And I will get in that pick later. But I'm going to scoop up a guy I feel like you use a lot when you can. And uh, this might be interesting, me kind of double dipping with the Bengals here. But I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Oh, um, you actually took him. Oh, yeah. Brad, it's, why, it's why, why aren't you taking season. Why aren't you taking this guy? God. No, no, no. I'm no, trying no. to bait you into taking somebody else, and you won't take Yeah, him. but I'm like, hey, listen, I know that Jamar Chase, when healthy, is productive, and he's not healthy. So the next guy up is T. Higgins. I'm and so you're Joe Mixon now. completely busts man like Higgins should at least get me something um and yeah I still gotta fill out a receiver spot but what do you got well now I'm very concerned about receiver because I thought that you were gonna be skimmed dry but you have a big boom bust guy and I I just don't here's the problem is is when it comes to the guy I'm thinking about he's playing who I believe to be the best corner in football this week and uh I don't want to take him that's the bottom line. I don't want to take him. I don't think he's going to do good. And now I'm scrambling. So in order to buy myself some time to see what you do, <laughs> I'm going to take a running back <laughs> and play off of that because I might end up taking two running backs now. So I'm a little bit off my plan here, but I'm going to play it safe. I am going to maybe maybe a surprise pick here, but he's been very consistent. He's taken over this backfield. Um, he's done very well for me. He's coming off five fresh legs. I'm taking Ramon J. Stevenson. No, very consistent. Um, yeah, I, I can't really hate on it because he's been really good all year. As much of a random, I honestly probably the most random name I feel like to kind of blow up in fantasy this year. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, very solid pick. I'm torn between two guys at the moment, and ultimately, in terms of what their expectations were for this year, have been uh, not too great. Amon Ross started the season a bit hot. But I understand from the 49ers' perspective. They got McCaffrey. That's the new toy. You want to use him a lot. My just, you know, reasoning behind this pick. They were able to utilize both McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell last week. I just don't think that's sustainable coming in. There's just, I'm sorry, like handing the ball off close to 40 times a game is too much. Like, I just don't think that's sustainable. I think teams are going to start to kind of, uh, you know, key on their run. So I think they're going to be forced to throw a bit and get a little more creative, which Kyle Shanahan can do. And when he likes to get creative, he likes to use Debo Samuel. And I feel like Debo literally has been so quiet this year. He's somebody like I said, Dalvin Cook is due. No, like Debo Samuel is due. Like if he does nothing this week, I will not pick him again. But I remember going in the season, he was one of the kind of the, I would say the hot commodity guys. Like he should be scoring on the run and through the air. I'm not really sure why he's been this quiet, but that'll be my wide receiver too. I don't think it was the guy you were going after though. Oh, it's which not. is fine. I don't, which I don't is like fine. Debo. I don't like Debo Samuel. You know that. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Man, am I concerned about his health, though. Let me, let me, let me, 
Oh, he didn't practice. He didn't practice today. I even more concerned. I can't pick him. This is a problem, man. Your Higgins crap. Oh man. <laughs> this is this is a this is a problem. I was doing so well, and I yeah. needed a four. I I know you said Boomer Bust, but uh, he's a clear wide receiver one in a pass tag team. And even if they use Joe Mixon a lot, I I don't really think they're gonna you know feed Hayden Hurst a whole lot or Tyler Boyd. Like I really think Higgins is getting the ball. So. I can't draft Keenan Allen. He's not gonna play. Why is he on this list? This is this is this is interesting, man. And you know whose name just popped up? Oh boy! Oh, I'm not taking Christian Watson. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not that risky. Thursday night guy, baby. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking the Thursday night guy. Uh, I'll buy myself some more time. I'm gonna take. Oh, I can't take him. Actually, I picked last week. Hold on. I might be stuck with Mark Andrews. Nah. I'll take George Kittle. He's been solid oh. the past couple weeks. And I don't want to love the Mark Andrews hate. Love it. Uh, he's playing the 32nd ranked defense against tight ends. So George Kittle, last four games, he had three points last week, but before that, they had five and he had 12, 21, and 16. So he's been breaking out a little bit. And uh, I think attention, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a risky play, but so is Mark Andrews. So yeah, honestly, any tight end this year besides Kelsey, it's just then you flip a coin. Um, but that being said, I believe I have all my skill positions locked out. So gotta get a guy, you know, it's gonna th- not necessarily throw him the ball, but he's gonna throw uh Kelsey. The- no, you took Mahomes. I did take Mahomes. So I'm sorry, but... I can't. I can't take Mahomes. Which means I gotta take the other Madden cover athlete, which will be Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm basically going for the Fields-esque thing here. I, I need this man to get like a 30-plus day. I feel like Lamar has had him early in the season, has not as of late. And this is uh, true. Yeah, I, again, I keep saying they're due, but between him and Debo, like if one of those guys doesn't break 30, I got to reassess my draft strategy, man. That's, that's really all I got to say. That is very fair. That's that's yeah. I'm gonna grab my defense here. I'm I'm just gonna keep buying myself time because I, I need to make a decision here. So okay. <laughs> love it, love uh, it. I, I'm gonna take Cincinnati. They're playing. They're playing uh, in Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh and uh, it's a division game, so I know they know what they're going up against. And uh, yeah, I mean it's Kenny Picks, so. Hoping for a couple points, a couple sacks, and uh, we'll take a solid, we'll take a solid day. Yeah, and this one, uh, I don't like to get too risky on my defenses, but I think I'm going to do it. And uh, I don't think this team gets swept twice. Like they're good this year; they got three losses. One of them was to the Patriots. I don't think they lose again. I understand the Patriots have a winning record right now; they don't really reflect that. I'm going to go with the Jets as my defense. They have a very solid defense. It's just a matter of based on, like, matchup and whatnot. Um, probably not, like, the outstanding pick of the day. But it's going to go into my predictions for this week and whatnot. I, I really do think this Jets defense will dominate. And I keep saying it, but the Jets, they have – I don't think they beat the Patriots since, like, 2015. Like, this, this team needs to win. They, like Solid it, pick. as a team, they're due to win. So Solid pick. I will kick it back to you. I'm going to follow that up with Justin Tucker. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> so I'll pass it back to you. I have, I do have my decision. Way, I do have my decision made, but I good. Have. I'll, I want to hear the decision because I'm going with the Falcons kicker, especially considering. Okay. Uh, I, I I'm never gonna trust Mariota to get them a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, young <laughs> young way cool. He'll get me a solid floor. Who's the big pick? Who's, I am taking who's an filling in Higgins' risk here. All right, this is this is interesting. I, I yeah, let me double check that he's available. But I, I am this threw me for a big loop. Probably the biggest loop we've ever had in this uh, thing because, like I said, I don't like a lot of matchups this week. But this yeah. guy burst back onto the scene last week after being, playing below his expectations all year. You've drafted him a couple times. He's burned you a couple of times. I'm very aware that that might happen. But the Colts are playing Philadelphia this week. And we just talked about how Philly's one weakness is their rushing defense. And I think Jonathan Taylor might be due for another solid performance here. The Colts okay. are rolling with the interim head coach. I'm going to roll the dice with Jeff Sunday yet again. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I am saying that Taylor's going to have a nice day. I'm going to take Jonathan. Yeah, and if he burns me, hats off. Like, (laughs) I have learned my lesson not only on this show, but in my actual fantasy leagues and a dynasty league, I might add. So, uh, yeah, we can – Keep it rolling because I so have interesting nice to say about interesting note here. Devontae Adams just went undrafted. Probably because I don't like his matchup, considering he's oh, actually no, it's not the matchup. The team he plays for. I mean, come on, no, Josh I would have taken him. Might... This was the problem, and this was the guy I was trying to get you to take because Adams has been solid all year, but he's playing Pat Sertan this week. And that's fine, but even if, like, I still think in terms of, like, ceiling, especially in the offense that Adams is in, crazy enough, Derek Carr has not had a three-passing touchdown game since Drew Brees played. Are you not aware of what Devontae Adams did last week? I'm aware of what he did last week. I'm just saying. (laughs) His last two games are 27 and 36 points. Right, and so we really think against a stingy Broncos defense, he's going to do that with McDaniel. No, that's why. I mean, that's why I didn't draft. So yeah, hey, no, I was clear. He was like not even on my list. Like I was that off of it. I also again like the Derek Carr. uh, It's not even slander. Like he just hasn't been great. If it's not Adams getting the ball every single play, it's McDaniel's hasn't been great, man. Let's keep it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But either way, no, that's that's so. Anyways, it's uh. To recap this week's draft, that was the, probably the most fun and most strategic draft I think we've had yet. Because there's a lot, there's like a, there's like an odd number of guys. Like it's the odd weeks are harder because the first week we did this was like week four, and we took all the stars in the first week and didn't save any. So they always come oh, back yeah. around on the same week. Um, but the odd weeks are, but even the stars kind of change a bit. Like yeah, Jonathan they do. Taylor, they like do. that was a guy that. I got picked right away, and now it's like, I, again, wasn't even on my list. Hate yeah. the dude right now. So, so it'll be it'll be Mahomes, Jacobs, Stevenson, Lamb, Hopkins, Kittle, Taylor, Tucker, and Cincy versus Jackson, Mixon, Cook, Higgins, Samuel, Kelsey, Henry, Thu, and the Jets defense. Um, come Sunday, okay. yeah. Um, I'm very surprised with the Henry pick on Thursday Night Football. I'm not gonna lie. I just think that's basically 100 yards, and if he gets a touchdown, I'm, I'm chilling. 
running back I don't trust on Thursday Packers night. His defense. No, I agree, but running back on Thursday night is, is always interesting. So with that being said, do we want to pivot into our week eleven uh week eleven picks? Yeah, no, we can get rocking and rolling and then uh we'll get set up for this game of really the Packers season. So yeah. So uh we forgot to do our picks on Tuesday, but I think most of you guys who are regular listeners will know who picked who regarding a, pa- a Packers primetime game. Um, oh, yeah, it didn't need to be said. Didn't I need know to be you're said. rolling with the Titans. Rolling with I the Titans, you're Packers. rolling with the Packers. I already have it written down. That's how much I, that's how confident I was in your pick. Yeah. So that takes us to uh, the first for, to the noon slate. Bears in Atlanta. I am very interested to see what you have to say here. I know who I'm picking, and I'm not being swayed. So I guess I could go first if you're on the fence. Yeah, go first for me. If you All want. right. Because um, I feel like it's Atlanta. Oh, it's Atlanta, baby. Yeah, We're okay, rolling let's... with Atlanta again. And here's why. Okay, because I was very tempted to take the Bears here. They're hot. Um, got bit, Almost beat Miami, but then a weird thing with Fields. The pick six to Akuda with the Lions. They shouldn't have lost that game. The Bears' number one problem right now is their defense. This is going into Atlanta on the road. Falcons defense, middle of the pack. But the Falcons' run offense is really good, and we've talked about this a lot. Really, really solid. Schematically solid. They find ways to run the ball against anybody. And I don't like the Bears' run defense at all. The only thing I like about their defense is Eddie Jackson at this point. That, that, that's like the remaining piece. No Roquan, no Robert Quinn. Their front seven is in shambles. It's why they've lost the last two weeks. I think that carries on. How do you know how I feel about Atlanta? Everything else. I, I think the Carolina loss is an anomaly rain game and a division matchup that, you know, it's a division matchup. So that's fair. Um, I'm just on the opposite side of this. I think the Falcons Good. at four and six, things are, yeah, no, I think start, <laughs> things are starting to look bleak. I don't think any loss to Carolina can be just kind of breezed over in this team that's actively tanking. Um, I think the Bears have gotten so close that this might be the week. And considering the only thing they really have to defend is the run. I mean, the Lions close game and the Lions can do both. They got two competent backs. They can throw and they're not pressured, which giving away Robert Quinn for, you know, pennies and nickels, you're not going to, you're not going to get to Jared Goff. Uh, but yeah, I just think the Bears like they, at, granted, they don't need a win. But they've been getting so close as of late that it kind of feels like they should. And if they can just put together a mediocre defense and Mariota just sells like he has been doing as of late, I think we'll be all right. And I say we. I don't really why I say we. I'm not <laughs> part of Bear Nation. But in terms of Bear my down, pick, baby. No. Yeah, I, it's I, a I solid pick. Look, I went a- back and forth on like it's it's oh i did too i actually really thought about i was like oh falcons can run the ball and the bears like as of late haven't been able to stop that but falcons can't pass i mean we'll see it's in a dome so it's a solid pick um i'm gonna break a trend with the next pick eagles going into philly (laughs) or eagles going into indianapolis uh, I have look, I'd love the cold type train. I'd love Jeff Sunday, but I have a really, wow, I have a really finally, huh? Hey, finally I have hit more than OT. I've missed on the Colts picks. Okay, that's uh, fine. Yeah, and, and here's the thing if the Eagles didn't lose to the commanders, I would actually genuinely consider this. 
But I think there's no way they lose two in a row. That's the way I'm. No, they're they're, they're going to look gonna at come it, out for gonna blood. Like, yeah, they're going to come out for blood. And uh, look, this could be a close game. I could see that, like the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I, I talked myself into that. I could see the Colts handling the time of possession a lot, and the Colts could be in this game. They're good at home, but and we're forgetting they did beat the Chiefs at home earlier this year. So, um, I'm still taking Philly, though. I, I just don't uh, yeah, and that. Win came with pretty much a completely different team makeup in terms of those before Matt Ryan got benched. They had a different offensive coordinator. Oh, Matt Ryan's coach. back on the He's back, back on the in field, it, baby. That, that will always do something to your psyche. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep it a buck. I know you said this is going to be close. I think this won't be one of our like biggest blowouts of the year. I feel like we haven't seen like a 42 to 7 type thing no, had, going on. What was it? 38 to 3? Closest. I mean, the Bengals. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. But I really think the Eagles just roll, especially – I know it's in Indianapolis. That means there's no – Yeah, problem. I mean, Eagles coming off a loss. Like, it's it's tough to yeah, I, twice. You know, they're not no, going to – Yeah. Not. You could not pay me enough to take the Colts. And, again, they just got bigger up front, getting Linville and Ndamukong Sue. You got Robert Quinn and Brandon Graham off the edge. I, I don't even like Jonathan Taylor. Again, the entire Colts, I hate them. But we're on the opposite side of that. We could, you know, pan to the next one. All right. Eagles should roll. I think I know who you're going to pick here, but I'm going to make you go first here. Um, Jets going into Foxborough. You pick the Jets' defense. You think the Jets are going to win? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, really just for the reason of they haven't won in a while. They already saw Patriots earlier this year. I think hopefully Robert Sala can make some adjustments. Defensively wasn't the problem. It was like this this team just isn't be able to score on Belichick. Hopefully they can do some different things, but I think it's gonna be a slugfest. I think it's gonna go either way. It's probably gonna be a three point game, whoever wins it. But I'm just trying to break a trend here. The fact that the Jets are able to knock off the Bills. I understand McDermott's not a Belichick guy, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Patriots. Um, yeah, no, I fair. originally wrote down Jets. I didn't realize it was in Foxborough. I don't see the, the Patriots losing at home um, to the Jets. That hasn't happened since Joe Namath was probably playing. Hey, they lost to the Bears in primetime at home. That's all. I'm yeah, say. well, yeah, that's not the Jets. You know, Belichick's what, like 12 and 0 in his last 12 against the Jets or something like that. So, oh, yeah. Lost no. since Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez were in town. So, yeah. Um, and hey, I would say Zach Wilson is better talent than Mark, but no, I, I know what you're saying. I, could see this being a bit of my upset pick of the week, but yeah, 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 we'll take it. Commies, uh, in Houston, I'm rolling with you know, I, I gave him enough praise. Um, Taylor Heineke is gonna take him, take him to the promised land yet again. Yeah, no comment. Uh, I'm never <laughs> Texans <laughs> no until comment. I see some drastic change. I don't, I don't think I, I don't can take him all year. Uh, Rams in New Orleans. This one's a little interesting. Um, I can go first if you'd like, but that's up yeah. to you. I'll yeah, I'll hear your opinion. Uh, I'm, I, I like the Saints at home no matter who they're playing, and I hate the Rams all year. I think I've made that very clear. Um, very while clear. I did say I'd write off the Saints if they lost last week, and I do, I've do, i written off their season in terms of playoff hopes, uh, I think they can win this game. So I'm taking New Orleans in the Superdome. Yeah, and I think you kind of, you know, touched on the fact that uh, in terms of writing off 
and no Kuba Cup people, either. I didn't even think yeah, about that. I, feel like a I lot actually of didn't even think about that. Completely written off the Rams. Uh, as crazy as most people might, even though like, the lines and whatnot are probably close, I don't see the Rams winning. I just don't. I, I think the Saints have a better team, which is something you can't really say in terms of like this year. Like It kind of seems like they're overmatched at times, but they play well. Uh, yeah, at home against the Rams that just stink, and they just lost the only guy keeping them even not even respectable. Like they would get like 13 points, and Cooper Cup had like almost 200 yards. Like I'm sorry, they're screwed. So yeah. I'm going with the Saints. Solid no pick. faith in the Rams. Around the same. Around the same page. Uh, Browns no longer in Buffalo. <laughs> going to play Buffalo in Detroit. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen this happen. Buffalo was supposed to get six feet of snow on Sunday, and people were posting memes about uh, Nick Chubb. Singletary and Nick Chubb. Yeah. How are they going to run the ball? Uh, which was oh, hilarious. the memes were priceless. I'm not like, going to lie. Moles in the snow. It was, oh. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of disappointed they did this. Who doesn't I love a good too. snow game, man? Who doesn't oh, love so a good snow game? That's if I'm stupid. Buffalo, I'm just as mad. Because yeah. that's your home field advantage, man. That's what Buffalo has, you know, all those years in the 90s, that's what they thrived on. Winning in the right. cold, winning in the snow. And uh, so it must be really bad if they're if they're moving that game. So um, Agreed. I'm but do you think Buffalo it hurts? to win the game. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, don't, I actually think it, it yeah, might help them like a... because they're bad at running the football and now they're going to play in a dome. So yeah. and the Browns. That was my thinking. The Browns are just bad, man. No, the Browns are just bad. It it would have helped them with the elements to keep the game closer. Having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and actually, I would agree with you. You know, it's in Buffalo. Just the elements would have kept the game close. Now, the elements may like, have considered. Well, the elements may have had me consider the Browns. I'm not gonna lie. That's a valid point. If they're I, playing in the snow, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's tough to yeah. stop. Right, no, you you'd feel comfortable turning around, and hanging off a lot, but yeah, now they're in Detroit, neutral site game in a dome. I'm gonna take the Bills with really no hesitation. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, Panthers in Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, no hesitation here. Took Lamar with my fancy frenzy and uh, good old Baker starting again. I think he's gonna get just absolutely rocked. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. PJ Walker's got something going on. I even saw an article that. This is like his audition, and maybe he'll get a shot next year. I don't buy it. I think this might even be the game that buries his career. Um, but we'll see. We, we, we'll honestly see. I did see headlines really that bad. people were saying that the players were saying they want Darnold to get his chance. Yes, so, he should. As he, what do you have to should. lose? I don't know if he's healthy yet or not. But yeah. I think he's like sliding to number two. Even if he like works his way back, he should play next week. And if yeah. they don't use him all the season, that's their own loss. Uh, Lions uh, at the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. They've proven that they can beat every bad team. You know, oh, uh, yeah, oh. that's the best pump fake I'm ever going to give you. The Giants are they're they're winning this game. Uh, the Lions Screw they you. won two games in a row. Yeah, boys. So you really excited. think they're going to? You he really think so the Lions excited. are going to go on a three game win streak going into? Okay, and I'm sorry. That, I have just to. hearing that out loud. Like they won because they were in the division. Going against the New York, no, no, Giants. Have to agree. Uh, here is the the crap bowl of game teams that we have probably talked the most trash about. 
the okay. Raiders going into Denver. <laughs> oh my. I genuinely, I might pick Ty. I might do it. I might pick a draw because I do not understand. <laughs> it's a coin. Oh my gosh. For those who can't see, this is yeah, the heads. That that is Denver. <laughs> Tails is Raiders. I'm gonna do a flip right now. Oh, oh. We got heads. So is that Denver? Uh it was Denver. Yeah. Guess I'm going with Denver. Denver. I guess I'll take the Raiders then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke, man. Was there any I, better I, way to do that? I was don't there really know. any better way. No, there it's wasn't, it's probably the two worst coaches in the NFL. Uninspired. Firing offense for the Broncos, but they have one of the best defenses. This game's gonna stink. I, I'm glad I flipped that coin. That's what it deserved. I, I should have flipped the penny. That was five cents instead of one. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else to add? That, no, that's all we're moving I gotta on. Say. Both coaches should be fired at the end. Um, yeah. Cowboys uh, going into Minnesota. They're, they're uh, three point favorites according to Vegas. Yeah, and uh, I don't really understand why. I understand they get Zeke back this week. I think the Vikings win and people start talking about the Cowboys. That's just my opinion. have to agree. You might be in the same boat. I'm not confident in the Cowboys. I'm not confident in the Cowboys. And the Vikings, are they just beat the Bills, guys. I mean, this And they're back at home. Yeah. They're back at home, and this is a team that, like – has proven they are so resilient in the fourth quarter and just are winning games that they shouldn't winning games that they literally lost last week. Uh, and the yeah. Cowboys are quite the opposite of that. They are losing games Packers, that they should win. So Very true. Uh, yeah, I'm going with them. I'm going with the, uh, with the, with the Vikings. Yeah. Last with the Vikes last afternoon game, Bengals and Pittsburgh division matchup. Interested here. Cause you did hit on Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Did a couple weeks ago. That's really the – I believe they scraped by this past week, but I like the Bengals. I have to for my fantasy frenzy's sake. Like, if that offense duds, I'm going to be screwed for that too. So, so the Bengals are 5-4. The, the Steelers are 3-6. and six. This is a very interesting game because uh, when you hit the Steelers, I believe that was last week, actually. When you hit the Steelers Saints. last week – Yes, and they did scrape by, which which makes me lean. I have Bengals written down, but TJ Watt is back, and the Bengals' old line is not good, really, really bad. And I'm tempted to go Steelers here because it is in Pittsburgh, but I think the Bengals' backs are far enough against the wall that they get this one done. Um, yeah. And the question now is, did I learn my lesson with the commies last week, or did I not? Because. <laughs> This is tough, man. This is this is tough. Um, we'll roll with Joe Burrow. Well, no Jamar Chase. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? Do we're, it. We're rolling Do with the Steelers, it. man. I talked myself into it. We're going Pittsburgh. Kenny pick six. We're riding we'll with TJ Watt. I literally picked the Cincinnati defense, so we're gonna call that a hedge. I picked Cincinnati for family friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're Love gonna call it a hedge. We're gonna call it a hedge. Love it. Uh, Sunday Night Football. I'm excited for this one. Chiefs in L.A. playing the Chargers. Going to be competitive because those games always are. But I'm still going to go with KC. Yeah, me too. Chargers just love to just hover at 500. 
Yeah. Even if they go a bit below, they'll probably win the next two. That's just who they are. Um, who Brandon's I'm not going to bet against Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point as well. Uh, Niners in Arizona on Monday. It's our last one. I'm going to go on Niners. Yeah, I don't really turning trust in, in uh, they're turning Colt into my, Money McCoy. They're turning, they're turning into my NFC uh, Super Bowl favorite at this point. I, I'm really mm. starting. I'm really seeing a lack of teams capable of beating them. So, yeah, Chargers kept the goals last week, so I'm not going to go that far yet. But I would agree that the 49ers are, uh, should have no problems on Monday night. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That takes us uh, to some better or worse to close us out before we get to this Packers uh, Titans clash. Um, for sure. I'll go for it. I'll put you on the hot seat first this time. Um, let's go with your guy. You picked him again this week. You thought you stole him from me. I didn't like him because I don't take Thursday night running backs, but uh, better or worse than Derrick Henry? Let's do it. Do it. Uh, first up on the list, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Derrick Henry's better. See, this is going to be but hard because just... Derrick Henry is so high up on the list. I, I think he's your – actually, before we keep going, who's your best running back in the league right now? Saquon. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trust me, though. There's not Derrick Henry, better or worse than Joe Mixon? Better. Okay. You said Saquon's on the list. Better or worse than Nick Chubb? Better. Okay, better or worse than Dalvin Cook? Interesting because Cook is more versatile, but again, better. And really, the reason why these answers are so quick for the people that are like, why is he just saying Derrick Henry all the time? You have to understand like the workload Henry goes through like week to week, and it still doesn't matter. Like I think you can make the case you can make the case that Chubb is more efficient. You make it the case more efficient, but he's gonna have Kareem Hunt behind him. Like if he needs a break, he's got it. Derrick Henry's got I think Dontrell Hilliard and whoever. Yeah, but when when Nick Chubb is getting a hundred less carries and Maybe a hundred, yeah, but yeah, fifty less yards on the year. I, I just think that Nick Chubb is a better running back. You can, you can always make that like just looking at those stats objectively. It's also slow, like look at like game flow. Like Titans don't have anybody near the caliber of Mari Cooper, David Njoku. Like they they are completely starved in the passing game, and Derrick Henry still finds a way. So I, I, I hold no, him in I mean, very taking, high regard. Taking Henry over. Um, I have a feeling you're going to say Henry. I have Taylor written down, but you just hated on him a bunch. So, yeah, sorry. Maybe next year. I don't think I have written down. He's been hot this year, uh, but I have two rookies written down. I have Kenneth Walker and ETN written down. I didn't think that you would give it to him, but I figured it was worth the discussion to simply ask the question how far off are they? Travis Etienne is closer than Walker, and the reason why is he shoulders a lot more of that workload. You kind of, at this point, understand that the Jags are going to use him a lot, and he still gets it done. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks just have more weapons than we're giving them credit for between Metcalf and Lockett, Smith. Geno, I mean, Geno can find those guys open, so it makes things a little bit easier for Kenneth Walker. Not saying he's not a great talent, but if we're comparing him to Etienne, I think Etienne's better. Ultimately, Derrick Henry is better than both. Well, yeah, I figured you'd say that. At this point. So your list would go Saquon, Henry, and then who? Chubb? For the time being, yeah. Um, I may throw Eckler 
close to five. Oh, I forgot about Eckler. You know, it's it's I an do. interesting decision because again, even the Chargers this year, you don't you only know that he's gonna be the like most consistent guy. And it's like Joshua Palmer's a wide out one. So I think he deserves some credit as well. And I think Aaron Jones is honestly close up there. He's, he's utilized enough, but it, it is really tough to, you know, put people over a guy that is just like the model of consistency in today's NFL for running backs. Like there's just really I no signs to have, down. I have a question then. Where is Derrick Henry all time on your list? Moving up. And I'd have to see what his numbers are at the end of this year. Ultimately, what the Titans can do in the playoffs with him. I think top, because relative to era as well, like what he's done in era that's been focused on passing. That's I don't think like top 20, top 15 is too far off. If I I really broke down names, like maybe slot him in it somewhere in the top 10 but i do have a lot of great running backs come to mind so i don't know if i can go that far yet but end of his career i mean we could really be talking top 10 maybe five but the 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 top backs like ever is very hard to touch it's very hard to get close like a barry sanders walter payton um i think that he's the best running back he's the He's like the shack of running backs. Does that make sense? Not just because he's, he's so power like, back. Probably yeah. I've ever seen. But he's the, yeah, he's just the best freak of nature I've ever seen in my life. Now you could say Barry Sanders is a, is more of a freak athlete. in a different I'm, way, in, in a different way. So I hear but I saying. didn't see Barry Sanders in my lifetime. Barry so. Sanders is equivalent to Curry. Whereas Derrick Henry is Shaq. That makes sense. In their yeah, that actually size. tracks in my brain. Right? There's a Barry Sanders finesse completely. Except element, for the fact that Shaq, for the time being, is still better all time than Curry. Yeah. And, and Sanders. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's going to become more debatable as time goes on. But no, I. I but yeah, we're getting off. To, we're getting off topic. That that that's that's that closes better or worse than Derrick Henry. Very interesting exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep it on topic Thursday night football before we, you know, get on to Thursday night football. Christian Watson, yeah, coming a off the, hot coming topic off the big in game. Packer Nation right now. Yeah, um, gonna start things a little bit low here, so we can kind of build ourselves up. Better or worse than uh, Chase Claypool. Ah oh, man, so this is where I'm gonna have to rely on ceiling a lot more because yeah. because he, he really so has early. not. He has not accomplished hardly anything. He has one good game to his name, um, and and he's played Penn, not even because he was hurt. So it, it's a very weird. Uh, but I, I right now, who would I rather have on my team? Christian Watson. He's going to stretch the defense more. He's more of a deep threat than than Claypool. Yeah, There's you know. Again, we're gonna we're gonna stick to the theme of this year. Just yeah, going forward, better or worse than Michael Thomas this year. Well, that's <laughs> obviously I think Watson Thomas isn't going to play again. He's not. But yeah, but even when he was not hurt and playing, like I'm pretty sure Bro had like less touchdowns than Watson did, like for the season. And Watson had three in a game. I have Michael Thomas in one of my fantasy leagues. Now he's sitting on my one of my IR slots. He's played like two games all year. They're pretty brutal. Which um, and he was actually decent. He had a two touchdown game. So uh, and right, another touchdown. No, so. Um, 
but yeah. moving forward for the rest of the season, yeah, I'll take the guy that's has a better chance of actually playing. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. Uh Christian Watson or Jerry Judy. Wow, that's a good one. Um had some great names. Took some time with this. Yeah, one. Judy gets a lot of hate. I'm actually I'm actually on the opposite side of that. I'm a fan. I think that uh I thought he was gonna have a breakout season. I don't think he's as good as Corbin Sutton, but I thought he was gonna have a breakout year with Russell Wilson going there. We know what happened there, but that's not necessarily Jerry Judy's fault. I think he's really yeah. he's a really nuanced route runner, uh, very good at getting off the press, struggles on the outside. I think he can be utilized a little more on the slot, if you ask me. Um, but I would take Judy. If as a Packers fan, I would have preferred like if we could trade for him, I would have been very happy with that. Okay. So. Okay. No, that's a fair take, fair take. Um, really just trying to get you with the uh, Broncos offense being crap uh bait. But uh Christian Watson or Gabe Davis? Davis. Davis is yeah. they're, they're very similar style, like deep threat players and Gabe Davis. I was thinking, yeah, the one game wonder type deal. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. But Davis has actually somewhat stepped out of the one game wonder mold this year a little bit. He's still he's a little still, bit. He's not like 2020 Tyler Lockett. So That's right. um yeah, Davis is is becoming very consistent. Number two option for the Bills. That's no okay. hesitation. Okay. And again, this is this year. Christian Watson or Robert Woods? That one I'll go Watson. Number one right now. That yeah. one I'll go Watson. Tennessee or Robert Woods? That is. I didn't really like him that much even when he was in LA. I never drafted mm. fantasy leagues. I was actually always a Cooper Cup guy, and that's why I won a lot of fantasy leagues last year because I had Cooper Cup in a number of leagues when he broke out. But um, Robert Woods to me just does not bring a lot to the table. He's very like. Like if we were building a 2K player, he's like a balanced player, balance whatever the you know balanced offensive minded like two way. Yeah, yeah, no, there's just not a whole like, lot of like, upside like reason to use him. But there's not a lot of downside either. You know what I'm saying? Like he thrives yeah. in a place where they're going to scheme him open, and they have Cooper Cup beside him. They got Van Jefferson stressed the field. He thrived. He thrived there. And um, that's not been the case, in my opinion, in Tennessee. I think Traylon Burks should be the number one option there very soon now that he's healthy. Noted. No, no, no. That is very good insight. I do have one more name on the list. I'm trying to keep these look as interesting as possible. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. Yeah. Juju. Uh, he's you don't think Watson over. would do better with Mahomes? That's a good question, but uh, then my I flipped the question: Watson or Malcolm Valdez Scantling because they're almost identical, and I think Watson's I almost brought up Valdez Scantling compared. Yeah, to Christian they're Watson. very I'm similar players. Um, you think I would Scantling's take Watson. better right now? I would take no. Okay. I take Watson. Well, right now Scantling, yes, but I would take Watson. I think he's he's mm-hmm. more athletic than Scantling, and that's Scantling's um, calling card. So when it comes okay. to Juju, though, Juju is like assuming he plays this week. Obviously, he had the weird con- the concussion last week, but uh, yeah, he before the concussion, he was clearly becoming the bona fide wide receiver one in Kansas City. So yeah, okay, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's all I got. I, I think it's uh, I was trying to see based on like veterans yeah, and rookies, not, but not no, a lot of a Packers, not a lot of Packers bias when it comes to me. Um, but I would take Watson over Scantling. I, I just was never a huge MVS, but. I understood. Yeah, he's got the physical tools, just yeah. not all there. Yeah, that that was fun though. That was that was that was 
we we ought to do more 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 rookies more young guys yeah below the young guys a lot of room for uh, variation that concludes you know this is crazy we're already up to episode 26 of the bb show podcast Mm -hmm. so we're Mm -hmm. we're 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 getting the hang of it 30 30 um so as always thank you guys for listening be sure to check us out on tiktok check us out on instagram and uh youtube and uh we're always pushing more content out to you guys. Feel free to send suggestions for better or worse, who we play for, all that, all the good stuff. So um, any closing thoughts before we get to this Packers Titans game? Go pack, go, man. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to face the idea of a Friday with a Packers loss. Yeah. Very, very conflicting emotions. Uh, shouldn't have to do so. Derek Henry should have a night, but not enough that the Packers lose. That's my prediction. That's uh, probably fair. Fair. I'm pretty sure Rodgers is 26 and 10 in his career when it's below freezing. Yep. And I don't want to know and what Ryan Tannehill is because I doubt he's played any games below freezing. Texas A&M product who played Miami most of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not too promising, but yeah. we shall see. We shall see. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back uh, Sunday for our uh, Week 11 reactions. So. Yeah, keep take it yes, easy sir. and uh, have a good one. Touchdown! Final seconds.